welcome to the State of Energy. I'm Randy Witt, along with a man who the Easter Bunny calls for pickled eggs. <laughs> Tom Clark, Executive Director of Rocky Mountain Propane Association. Fresh off the slopes of Utah. That was quite a picture you took. sent me a couple hours oh, ago. You look like you're on an expedition to Antarctica. There's a lot of snow, so I had to uh, I had to call in a sick day and hit the hit the slopes. <laughs> I like how he goes on an international podcast to say he called in a sick day a sick day to go skiing. That's good. Well, you're, well, you are the executive director of Rocky Mountain Propane Association. What am I thinking? I had to check out the I had to check out the the snow levels in person, right? I mean, I you you just can't take. You just can't take these these guys' words for it. You you got to get out there and touch it and feel it and be like, yep. yep. And that's what we do here at the State of Energy. We we yeah. come back with facts. Yes, so yeah, we, there's a lot of I, there's a lot of snow out there, and that's a fact. Okay, yes, we're, we're smacking, flipping, and rubbing down the facts. And uh, that was a Bell Biv DeVoe song, wasn't it? It was. <laughs> <clears throat> um, anyway, so do you guys still have those antennas? Those random antennas that nobody could figure out why they're on your mountaintops? Random antenna. I don't think there's any random antennas. No, there was. There was. There was something they were trying to figure out where these antennas were coming from. Wow. I'll have to get back to people on that. Right. But hey, uh, folks, if you go to thestateofenergy.com, you're going to find out all kinds of great ways how propane is going to improve your life. There's a where to buy, a buy button. You can also get info on uh, rebates. And once in a while, we post new shows. <laughs> I was busy last week. I, I was. I was working. <laughs> Yeah, you've been traveling all over the place, uh, and uh, you were what in Florida? I was in Florida. Yeah, we, we were at the uh, the the propane ambassadors uh, event. Oh, that's right. That was a, thank you for all the name tags in the pile. I don't. I'm not sure if you guys were gambling or what was going on there. It was it was called the Leadership in Energy Ambassadors Conference. Well, all right. So, what did you yeah. learn as an ambassador? You know, I learned a lot of good things. We got to uh, we got to meet with the the vice president of Global Clean Energy, wow. uh, that that runs the sustainable oils uh, business up there in Montana. They're they're taking this this weed that's this uh, uh, camelina weed, and they're growing it as as cover crop. Yes, and they're turning this crop into renewable propane. It's it's really an awesome uh, product that you can. It's not a, it's not a fossil fuel. They're turning a cover crop into propane, and it's it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah that story you sent me from the uh, sustainable oil site susoils.com. Uh, it talks about camelina and just uh, uh, sustainable oils camelina, and how it's uh, you know it's a high demand drop in fuel that meets all specifications for today's engines on par with diesel produced from petroleum. The craziest part about this this crop is it's it's something that you grow in between your your normal crops. So which and I am not I'm not a farmer. I don't know a whole lot about farming. And I was just I was listening to this presentation. And I thought, well that makes sense. So there there's there's this push to put a cover crop down to keep your your dust down when you're in between growing seasons i guess right oh okay so so they put this idea. this drought uh resistant cover crop down in between your main crops growing season and again i'm not a farmer so this might really sound stupid to somebody that's like this guy doesn't know what he's talking about about farming but they they lay this down it doesn't take very much water and they they harvest it and the coolest part about harvesting this this uh camelina weed was they use absolutely everything, every part of this 
of this weed they use. They use the seeds that, that uh, turn into the oil, and then they use the stems and, and all the other stuff for uh, feed for for the animals on the farm. So it's, it's really an amazing... Um, crop that that they're using right now in montana and then they're they're refining this into renewable propane that's so awesome and uh, i'm also reading here sustainable oils camelina varieties are the only camelina approved for the california low carbon fuel standard that's pretty impressive yeah and that that was that was one of the things that i was like so you guys are all the way up in in montana using this or growing this why are you why are you shipping it to california that's because California is pushing for all this this uh, renewable uh, gas and diesel and propane, and they're they're giving out um, credits if you use this in California, and it, it's it's you can use it in Utah or Wyoming or Montana. We can use it all over the all over the world if you want, but the demand is in California because they're forking out the dollars and that's where that's where people are are using it now. But this there's there's enough of this that to potentially you could replace all of your conventional propane in the next 10 years with some type of renewable propane from either this camelina weed or from uh fats that come from uh, your your cooking oils and greases from like McDonald's and Burger King. You know, I mean, that's there's so many other answers that if we could just take a moment and explore all of these other avenues that we have for clean, affordable, abundant, renewable energy, instead of just driving this giant train of electric down everyone's throat. I mean, it's... Yeah. I mean, we're not anti-electric. We, we support electric, hydro, we're, uh, solar, wind, what geothermal we support it all but we just need to believe that it's it needs to be a well-balanced plan and it seems like we're putting so many eggs in one basket well and i think you hit it right there with the affordability because um you know we there's a lot we talk a lot about electricity and and, and like you said we're not we're not anti-electric hmm. but we've been we've been pretty spoiled with the the coal and the and the hydro and the cheap natural gas and we could we could make some pretty inexpensive electricity but as you know and we've talked about this on this show a lot that electricity especially in in this western united states is dirty and there's there's some reports that are coming out where the epa has put on some new restrictions for um, the, the the ozone restrictions in utah and and all over the country to reduce their emissions by 50% over the next four years. Yeah. They're, call, they're calling it the good neighbor plan. <laughs> okay. Let me tee this up, folks. This is off KSL.com. The EPA places new ozone restrictions in Utah, and Governor Cox calls it incredibly reckless. Uh, the Environmental Protection Agency, also known as EPA. EPA. you see that Simpsons episode? The EPA. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah, where, uh, where Grandpa was like having all these uh, visions and the end of the world was coming and he kept on just saying, Epa, Epa. <laughs> and it turns out it was uh, the Environmental Protection Agency had their heavy handed uh, methods of ensuring the planet was clean. It's a good episode. Let's type in The Simpsons, Epa. There's a lot of crazy stuff that The Simpsons have, uh, have, have predicted. Yeah. So anyway, like you're talking about here, I unveiled its uh, final good neighbor plan seeking, seeking to significantly cut smog-forming nitrogen oxide pollution from power plants and industrial facilities in nearly two dozen states, including Utah. 
And Governor Cox is uh, saying he's very disappointed in the ozone transfer rule that was released by the Biden administration. He says we're doing energy the right way here in the state of Utah, and it's that we're working with an all of the above energy policy. Did he steal that from you? He might have. I think he's a listener. He's probably a fan. But but he also says that it's it harms the economy. And more importantly, it harms the people who can least afford it. So when you take an emissions standard and say, OK, you're going to have to cut this by 50 percent over the next four years, that just doesn't come for free. Right. That 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 comes at a, at a major cost to everybody and there's there's families out there that are spending over half of their paycheck just on their energy their their energy needs for their home and that can you imagine what happens when when all of a sudden well now the electric bill just shot right up uh, another 50 percent because we're trying to clean this all up and and, and it, it is it's reckless to the economy and there's other ways to do this and we talk about uh, propane as being one of those great ways to reduce your emissions and create electricity, which has two two and a two point eight times cleaner than the current electricity. So, and I know this is really hard to grasp, but if you were to say, "How dirty is is electricity?" Hey, Johnny, how dirty is electricity? How dirty? It's is- so dirty. <laughs> It has to work the 10 a.m. shift at the club. <laughs> Wait, what? A, how dirty is electricity? And you say, how dirty is it? All right, so we measure that in what they call carbon intensity. All right, so carbon intensity is is a is a pretty well uh, uh, used term to measure the the co2 in in everything from electricity to propane to gas and diesel so there's there's a nice um, there's there's all sorts of studies all over you could even google it but what i'm telling you is utah's carbon intensity score for the grid for the electric grid is 228 propane is only 79 so it's almost three times cleaner than the grid all right let's explain that really slow for the folks in rio linda one more time all right so the electric grid carbon intensity score in utah is 228 that's 228 grams of co2 per megajoule of electricity the, the propane, just conventional propane that comes out of the ground. We're not talking about this special Camelina stuff that we just talked about. This is just the regular propane that we use every day has a carbon intensity score of 79. So that's that it, that's two. That's two point eight times cleaner, cleaner than the grid. So that's that. And we're not even talking about getting into renewable which we already know exists because they're making it right now in Montana and they're sending it to California so they can have that, that feel good, that feel good uh, sense that they're doing something special down there. But if you were to use that, that renewable uh, propane from the Camelina, you can drop your, your carbon intensity score of propane by even another 50% or even lower. Wow! So you can get super, super clean, propane renewable propane and be way cleaner than any source of of emissions here in utah and now 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 we got to step this back a minute you're thinking well we're going to clean it up by 50 percent over the next four years well even if you cleaned it up by 50 percent you're still 
you're still at a hundred and a hundred and fifteen score. You're still not even half. You're you're about half as uh, or propane's half as clean as as electricity at that point. And every time you try to clean up electricity, every every time you go to a next step, the cost is exponentially higher to clean it up more and more and more. So at some point you're going to hit this mark where you're like, okay, this is as clean as we can get without spending a quadrillion trillion bazillion dollars. Like how much money can you throw at this and then have the payoff of the clean electricity that's going to come out of it? What do you think your uh, girl Greta would have to say about this? I think she would really, really like to drive around to, to go to school in a clean propane powered Cummins engine okay you know what if she if she knew the facts i believe that she would take that choice i really do but it just seems like we keep banging these same drums and it it, it goes back to follow the money we've been saying that on this podcast for four seasons now and it's just it's the only thing that makes sense follow the money i don't i don't know if anything makes sense anymore it seems it seems like we we look at things that are like what 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 are what it's what's people thinking how do how do you make sense out of that and it goes to like some of these electric school buses and and i know we talk about school buses a lot but if you if you have the choice to buy a four hundred thousand dollar bus versus a hundred thousand dollar bus that was cleaner and the hundred thousand dollar bus is actually cleaner and the hundred thousand dollar bus is three times cleaner what choice are you gonna make yeah we're gonna go with the propane bus the propane bus is so much cleaner than the electric grid here in in the West, and and it, I'm I'm talking Utah, Wyoming, Montana, Nevada, Colorado, uh, some of these states that create hydroelectricity. They 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 claim that it's clean, but you know what's funny about the hydroelectricity is there's only so much available. You can only get so much water out of that dam, and and we see this crazy move to push everything towards electric there's a there's a story in uh, uh from from readers about the uh, california plan to require half of all their heavy duty trucks to be electric by 2035 yes if you think about that for a minute you're like wow so we're going to push all this all these vehicles to run on electricity where are we going to get it from <laughs> Yep, it's right there. I mean, it's obvious. It doesn't. It's. It doesn't make any sense. And did you also read further on in that story um, about uh, California uh, requiring half of all heavy-duty trucks to be EVs by 2035? Uh, Governor Gavin Newsom said it's time, quote unquote, time to stop playing small ball. What? What do you? What do you been? There, there are no balls involved here. Or there's a lot of them. There's a ball issue, but this is doesn't make any sense. What is small ball? Small ball, like it, uh, we're playing with big balls now. Is that is that what we're doing? <laughs> There's a ball issue. We know this, but it just seems to be that again. I don't know any for me, and this is just my perspective. Is anytime I hear uh, Gavin Newsom speaking, it's just like I, I I just I don't. They're not his words. I I feel like if you know you parted his hair the wrong way, there'd be like cords coming out, like little pieces of electric. Well, let's load this up for a minute then. So we're going to take the, we're going to make these, these states clean up their electricity by 50%. Then we're going to make all the trucks be half of them be electric by 2035 and 2035. That's going to, that's going to creep up on us really fast. Oh yeah. I do really think this is going to happen. I don't, I don't, I, I don't see it even being 
possible. One, there's not even elect- enough electricity to go around. There's uh, there's an, another story I sent you about that power plant that got a they had to file bankruptcy because they got a they got like a forty million dollar penalty because they couldn't create enough electricity. And the and the the group that they that, that they're part of gave them a fine of thirty million dollars. They had to they had to file bankruptcy over it. Yeah, stories out of Yahoo Finance. U.S. power plant firm goes bankrupt after winter storm penalties. Um, Lincoln Power LLC, the owner of two Illinois power plants, filed for bankruptcy after its financial strain was exacerbated by nearly $39 million in penalties leveled by the biggest U.S. electrical grid operator. And uh, they, uh, it's PJM Interconnection LLC. And they run the grid that stretches from Washington to Chicago. And they find Lincoln after its plants in Elgin and East Dundee, Illinois, failed to generate enough power during a severe winter storm in December. Um, and then the grid operator in February demanded that those plants provide millions of dollars in collateral to prove Lincoln's continued credit worthiness. The penalties across all of these different uh, businesses that PGM is going after, could, 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 the fines could total over $2 billion in fines. Because the power company couldn't produce enough power in the in the winter in the during the storm winter storm yeah but 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 hey let's uh, let's switch all these vehicles to run electric this is pretty irresponsible um, I think all the way around and and there's other solutions out there right now just like I was telling you a little bit earlier about this Cummins uh, propane engine yes. Cummins, which is a major, major engine manufacturer. I mean, they they make engines for, uh, you know, all the Dodge trucks have a Cummins diesel engine, but a lot of the big heavy duty trucks that are going up and down the highway, your semis, and even your medium duty trucks, they've got some type of Cummins product in it. It's a they're big diesel engines. Cummins has made this new fuel agnostic engine that'll they can run on all sorts of things, and propane is one of those. And you, you could have a clean, cleaner than the electric grid, by the way, a clean propane-powered delivery truck that'll put out an amazing amount of horsepower and torque that's made by Cummins, factory propane. You could have all your delivery vehicles, all your big, big delivery vehicles that would require a ridiculous size of battery to be able to actually go across the mountains and make a delivery. So we're, we're, we're talking a, a, a big delivery truck. You have it run on propane and get away from this being reliant on this uh, electric grid that obviously is dirty because the EPA knows it and they don't produce enough. Unreliable. They don't produce enough. It's not clean and it's not reliable. So so let's let's not let's not fall into that trap where you say, well, we better get we better buy this electric delivery truck. Buy this propane powered one. Go to your go to your uh, Kenworth dealer and your Peterbilt dealer and tell them that you want to buy the 2025 Cummins propane engine for your fleet. And tell them Tom Clark sent you. Tell tell them Tom's Tom sent you, and you've got five hundred dollar deposit on it. This is gonna be a game changer. This you got to look this thing up. It's called the the Cummins B six point seven propane engine, and it's it's gonna be a major game changer for delivery trucks that are that are trying to be clean. Yeah, I mean you know I mean if if uh, if you don't like saving money, if you like to overspend for things and then have to spend more money to even keep them on the road, then propane trucks aren't for you. 
<laughs> yeah, there, well, it says there's a, there's a study out there that says uh, between you, you can save between thirty and fifty percent of your fuel costs if you switch uh, a, a diesel truck to run on propane, and that those I mean that those are pretty good numbers. You, you talk about diesel pricing being in the five six dollars a gallon, and you can get you can save fifty percent mm-hmm. by switching your fleet to propane. Why would you not do that? And the the cost savings. Would, is is going to be a big is a big factor as well. You're listening to the State of Energy. That is Tom Clark, Executive Director with Rocky Mountain Propane Association. My name is Rand DeWitt. You can find out more about us, our shows, and how propane can dramatically improve your life by going to thestateofenergy.com. That is thestateofenergy.com. We're on Instagram, at the State of Energy. And you also, uh, Tom, you sent me that other story from Lawn and Landscape that kind of coincides a little bit to what we were just talking about, the propane fueling solution, and uh, debuting the portable refueling system. System. Did you see that thing? That that's that's pretty neat little unit, huh? This is freaking awesome. Portable dual-use uh, propane standalone fueling system, which allows fleets with various alternative fuel vehicles to refuel with propane, autogas, or recharge with DC level three fast chargers, independent of the grid. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty neat unit. So so to, to paint the picture for the audience here, this is a electric vehicle charging station and a propane vehicle charging station. So if you did get suckered into buying a electric school bus and you need to charge that <laughs> and you know that your grid is dirty, so you want to you want to create clean electricity on site with a propane powered generator, this thing has that capability. But since you're since you already have propane there to run your generator, you can also pull your propane powered school bus up and fill that as well at the same time so you could you could charge a vehicle and fuel a propane powered vehicle with this you know it looks like it's on a like a, a container almost it's yeah. a it's pretty it looks it's like it's mobile it's got some solar panels i don't know what these windmills do it doesn't look like uh well yeah <laughs> it doesn't i mean what's that it thing gonna do? That, infra- might, that might run the credit card machine <laughs> the skid infrastructure combines an efficient 60 kilowatt propane generator with wind and solar power to create a microgrid that allows fleets to affordably implement a drop-in charging solution. The skid also includes a refill station for propane autogas vehicles. All of the above. All of the above solutions right here. Right, Governor Cox? That's that's a, that's a we should get some of these over to some of these school districts and say, "Hey, look, we got this all-in-one refueling site." Or, you know, we talked so much about school buses. Let's let's bag the school buses. Let's get the US Postal Service. Let's, let's go after if we're going to stop talking about small balls and go after the big balls. Let's get let's get the United States Postal Service on board to run all propane-powered vehicles. There yeah, that that's a uh... That's that's going to take a lot of balls. <laughs> that's going to take a lot of them. <laughs> you know, and it's it's very funny. We talk about all this stuff, but it's, I mean, we joke. We joke, folks. Look, um, we're just trying to help raise awareness that we have a, a, another fuel option that can be in the mix, that's affordable, abundant, and here right now, it's clean. It's, it's, right, it's, it's propane. And we're just trying to get the point out there that you can have a clean environment. We can get to where we want to go. We can help the climate and also at the same time not go bankrupt yeah that's right it's a for, it's affordable it's clean it's currently clean and there's solutions that are out there right now that make it even cleaner 
And can you imagine what happens in, 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 you know, we're, we're talking about stuff that can happen today, but what happens in 10 years from now or 20 years from now, the propane is just going to continue to, to develop and get cleaner and cleaner and cleaner as we re- explore all these renewable propane solutions. So there, there's actually stuff out there that's being developed right now that you can take digester gas from farms and have a negative carbon uh, intensity score by using propane. Findapropanejob.com would be a great place to go if you uh, are thinking about changing uh, where you work, what you do for work. Um, You know, it can be in research and development. It can be in delivery. There's all kinds of jobs in the propane industry that's going to grow by over $50 billion over the next few years. I mean, seriously, Tom. You could could be a propane ambassador. (laughs) Yeah. And go ahead. I don't think that pays. It doesn't pay, but but you could at least you know it's a good it's a good title to have on your resume when you're looking. This is findapropanejob.com, not findapropaneinternship.com. <laughs> that is Tom Clark, executive director with Rocky Mountain Propane Association. My name is Randy Witt, and we are always online at thestateofenergy.com. dot